0: Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. I have Erin Tranbeth-Murray with me. She's a vice president of success in education, and she has founded an amazing group called Women Who Lead. So Erin, tell us about being the vice president of success in education and, and how Women Who Lead came about.
1: So basically, our purpose is in success in education is to create educational pathways for high school students to college or careers. And as we started evaluating and looking at girls in the community in the STEM area, uh, it really opened up some conversations about what could we do for female students to have more confidence and more leadership abilities going forward in planning their educational pathways. How old
0: is the program? How long has that been going on?
1: Oh, about seven weeks. The Success in Education program um, as a nonprofit, the foundation has been in existence 17 years, but the idea of the initiative for Women Who Lead just started in January
0: the success in education, because this is that's the founder of this. I mean, you just, without that organization, we may have not had the opportunity for women who lead. So tell me a little bit about the success in education and who was responsible for getting that launched?
1: Certainly. So it originated from Bob and Kathy Garf and wanting to make an impact on students' education, having enrichment opportunities for them and trying to fill some gaps that, that might be there. Um, the current Education Foundation is um, a, a, a public charity, and basically they offer the Keys to Success app program for students to look at scholarship and internship opportunities. They have the Code to Success program, which is a free coding boot camp in the summer for students. We have a Build to Success program, which is geared for construction And Road to Success, which is a literacy program for elementary age. So a lot of neat uh, programs to help supplement and fill gaps where we can in the community for students and women who lead just added on to that.
0: That is so impressive. You know, first of all, I just have to say the Garf family... Has been extraordinary in helping build our community, and their commitment is above and beyond. And I just, you know, I love hearing about their impact. And Aaron, how did you get involved with the Garfs and their success in education model? How did that come about?
1: Well, I've known the Garf family for about forty years, but my background is all in the nonprofit sector, and um, the stars aligned, and I came on board in October. And I have such a passion for students and education, and. Uh, It just pulled together. I felt like they were providing me a great opportunity to provide some of my background that I've learned in the nonprofit world. And I hope I'm adding value, especially with some of our initiatives, such as Women Who Lead. Oh, and then we're launching a high school esports Uh, league next year for 112 high schools as well. So a lot of fun, exciting things for students.
0: You know, Erin, you're being shy because you have an extensive background in nonprofit. Give us an idea of some of the uh, players that you've worked for in the past and the experience you bring to the table.
1: Oh, sure. Well, I was the CEO for Utah Community Action and Head Start. I was with that organization probably over 20 years. It grew to a tremendous size of we had about 600 staff and 30, 40 locations. And then I was with the Red Cross for a few years and uh, oversaw programs and um, startup options in Utah, Nevada, and did some work with Missouri, Arkansas and Arizona, New Mexico, and just really wanted to come back and focus on my local state and my local community and the students here. And it was just a perfect um, setup Are you working closely with Rick? Yes. So Rick Fulkerson, the president of the foundation, he is my boss.
0: Well, he's another phenomenal person and has really uh, carried the torch for this. So I love hearing about this. And so they bring you on board. You're experienced absolutely in this field. Certainly you have a lot of passion. If people know you, they know that about you. So how did you come about with this Women Who Lead?
1: Well, basically, when I was looking, I originally started looking at the number of girls ages 12, 13 that were not pursuing their interest in science and math they may have been like you know first place in the science fair in elementary school and then they were getting to junior high and just saying i'm not going to make that take that path and was looking at the research around confidence and identity um, with young women and i just thought you know There's got to be more that we can do as female leaders in this community, whether you're a philanthropist or a CEO or a community champion or a lawyer or whoever. What can we do to mentor these girls and young women um, to help get them up to the next level and kind of, you know, work on breaking that glass ceiling a little bit? All
0: the programs that Rick has launched with the Garf family's support with the Code to Success and the Build to Success and the Road to Success, he always spoke to the fact that uh, that young girls have that hard time of really seeing themselves in these roles. And so I know that there was a focus on that. Do you feel like the Women Who Lead will support the initiatives of the other programs, or is this going to stand on its own?
1: Oh, it's definitely, definitely going to support the other programs. The idea is, for example, with the Keys app presenting scholarship opportunities for girls and young women. Um, That will be a critical element. Uh, These ladies that are professionals in the community will be opening up internship opportunities for for college-age girls. Um, Our mentoring, we are going to mentor college-age girls, and then they are going to mentor 12-, 13-, 14-year-old girls. And the whole point is, Let's prepare a plan, an educational plan, what is going to happen after high school and how do we grow your confidence and your leadership uh, skills so you're prepared when you leave high school and college.
0: How will you integrate the diversity model part of it to make sure that through these efforts that we're reaching as many people from all walks of life that we possibly can through the Women Who Lead program?
1: The representation and the engagement of all populations is just absolutely critical to have an inclusive environment. And we have some great partners that have been helping us um, with outreach, especially for girls of color, through Curly Me, through um, Color Code. Um, We've worked through the Hispanic Chamber, the Black Chamber. It's just been really important to us to have as open and inclusive space as we possibly can. And the ladies that have joined specifically from those groups are really helping us to broaden our reach and want to make sure that the student population um, of diversity is is directly uh, connected with.
0: And you have a, a roadmap for that to make sure that you're hitting the goals that you want to hit, I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of our look where what we're working towards right now, we're looking at rural districts. We're looking at Title I schools. We're working with nonprofits. Um, They're serving youth throughout the state. And so we're trying to take a real well-rounded approach to how we can recruit these young women who are interested in having a mentor, um, who would like opportunities to apply for scholarships. And then we have some tremendous partners, UU. Lake Community College, Utah State, and University of Utah are all helping me uh, design and um, have measurable outcomes for the impact of our work.
0: I have Erin Trenbeth Murray with me, and she is a vice president of success in education, and she's just launched an amazing program, Women Who Lead. More after the break. If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.